How dare you? How dare you? Hi, welcome back to Digging Chris Graves. I am Chris Graves. And that was our little abridged version of the intro that Mr. Jason Barker created for me. And I'm always in debt to him for that. I'd like to welcome back uh, a true champion of uh, the film world, Mr. Marshall Bell. I had the, the pleasure of talking to him last summer. And he's coming to us live from London, England right now. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. It was was fun last time. What <clears throat> I know, we just talked for a second off the air. Uh, what what has you in in England right now? Well, my wife's a costume designer, and uh, you know she works a lot, and she's working for uh, the new uh, Wes Anderson film right now. So she's been working all day with her workmate and uh i'm over here with her and i come over here uh, uh normally not during covid but uh, normally i come over here around christmas time and spend christmas here and she, we, we uh, have family and, and your your wife is an academy award winner as well right four of them and that was for uh her work with stanley kubrick right well, she her her first uh, uh, Oscar was with uh, Stanley for Barry Lyndon, and then um, she did do Clockwork Orange, but that wasn't that's a big deal. But that wasn't a an Oscar winner. Uh, but uh, uh, and then she did Chariots of Fire, Marie Antoinette, and Grand Budapest Hotel. Wow, she's good. Wow. That's great. Uh, have you, forgive me if I'm incorrect, but have you um, ever worked with Wes Anderson before or would, would want to work with Wes Anderson? Uh, no, I have not worked with Wes Anderson. Um, I go over there to be with her and uh, I actually feel very useful because I'm friends with a lot of the people in the cast. And I'm quite happy uh, the way things are. It's a nice vacation. It's fun to be yeah. around everybody. Uh, I had the, this latest movie. He had a part in it that I uh, that interested me. But you know, uh, he has his own people that he puts in these things. Right, right, right. What I wanted to do uh, right off the bat, I didn't get a chance just now, but I just wanted to list some of your credits. You were in Twins. Airheads, Total Recall, Stand By Me, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, one of my favorites. Um, oh, start, so, oh, yeah, I love that. Nightmare 2 is uh, one of the founding, I guess, one of my foundations when it comes to loving movies and horror in general and wanting to actually make them. So, so thank you for being a part of that. Well, let's make one. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always very proud of the fact that I was on Nightmare Part 2, and there's a big story behind all of that, but uh, I, uh, I was glad I was, I, I'm glad I did that. And that was, <clears throat> if I remember from last time, that was, uh, you were able to get that audition during the time that you were auditioning for Stand By Me, 
And I think yeah, you were I think managing. I told you that story. I, I, I got hired in the you, hallway for my man. That's right. And then I got that's right. started to party and. Uh, I called the agent just to check in and see if they'd heard from Stand By Me, and they had. And they said, "By the way, they want to see you over at the Elm Street. People want to see you." And I thought, "Oh, oh my God, uh, <laughs> I'm in no shape to be going over in front of a bunch of people." Well, go anyway. So I went over there, and I was crazy enough so that they hired me. You know, so I got hired. For- Two days, yeah, a two in one day, yeah. And did that put like did that put a psychological thing where you're like, oh, I'm hitting it out of the ballpark every every uh, chance I get? Did that make you put you in a state of mind where you're like, oh, I can do no wrong? Uh, yes, and uh, it's a good thing you go into those states of mind because you're going to get knocked out of them really fast, and uh, that happened too. Right. But right. yeah, you know, you thought, well, golly, maybe uh. Well, maybe there's something about this, uh, but no, I, uh, I I got cured of that thought pretty soon after that. <laughs> One of the I things mean, I wanted. I already. Uh, it was fun. I mean, I'd only been working a year, and I had Birdie and Stand by Me and uh, and Elm Street all uh, done. Uh, that was pretty good, pretty great in in and of itself. That, that was pretty satisfactory. And you were being managed by uh, the same people that managed Johnny Depp at the beginning, too, right? That's right. At that time, that's right. Uh, well, they were agents at that time, but yeah. they were. We all had the same agent. Yeah, at that yeah. time, we did all of us. Yeah. And Nick Nicholas uh, Cage too. Well, he, yeah, I did that movie Birdie, and then he, uh, you know, out of nowhere, I was really, uh, I wasn't an actor, and I was asked to do that. And then he said, did I want to keep doing it? And I said, sure. And I, and I, uh, and he said, well, let me introduce you to my agent. Right. And so I was with her for a long, long time. And you, you had a, um, uh, a military background. I did. Uh, Well, background. I mean, I, I'm of an age where everybody got drafted. So uh, I went into the army um, because I was going to get drafted and I actually joined in order to, uh, be able to have some choices to what I was doing. But then I, I had to wave that off anyway. And I just ended up doing three years instead of two, meaning that I wouldn't have had to go to any meetings or anything afterwards, but I probably wouldn't have anyway, but nonetheless, I did three years. Right. Have, did you get a, did you ever get out? I mean, I, yeah, did you ahead. ever get? Did you ever get a chance to work with um, uh, actor Arlie Ermey from Platoon? Uh, 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 I know, I knew Lee, and uh, you know, of course, my wife worked with Stanley all the time, and so um, I would see Lee here and there, and and uh, uh, you know, you know, six degrees of separation. Uh, but no, I never got to work with them. I'm a, I'm a, I was a big fan. Because uh, to be to be honest with you, like when I found out that you did have like before you just explained what you did about <clears throat> that you wanted to join. So you would have some kind of a choice of where you were going to be placed in the military during that time. For some reason, over the years, I always kind of paired you two together, Arlie Ermey and yourself, just 
by having the background. But he was like a full-fledged drill sergeant, I think. Well, he had, I think he had been in, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure he didn't stay in long enough to 20, the full 20 years, uh, right. and, uh, had retirement. Uh, yeah. his, his deal is quite a bit different from mine, but, um, and, and let me see, I think he was a little younger than me. I, maybe, I think so. Uh, have you okay? <laughs> I know I'm bouncing all over the place. I come from the ADD generation, so please forgive me. Like, um, no, feel free. <laughs> have you ever been intimidated on a set for any reason in terms of a director or a difficult castmate or a producer or anything like that? I've had a rough time, uh, with somebody who I thought was, um, you know, for no reason, uh, you know, he had this big cast and he works with a lot of fancy people and, and for no reason he was zeroing in on me. And, and, um, fortunately, uh, I, I had been around long enough so that it wasn't going to, uh, you know, ruin my life or anything. But I could have seen that if he had done it to other people, that it could have really damaged other people, and it kind of it kind of annoyed me. Of course, I'm not going to get into who it was, you know. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I double checked with somebody else who worked with him and asked him if he if I was wrong about that behavior, and the guy corroborated what I said. He said he'd seen that behavior before. Right. Okay. And that's off putting because. You know, uh, it's rough enough out there with the wind blowing and the rain coming down and everything like that without somebody paying that kind of attention to you, uh, negative attention to you, you know. Right. Now, <clears throat> would you say that that was not really the norm? Because, you, like, we always hear these horror stories just about. Not the norm yeah. with me ever, no, no, okay. no. All right. I, I, you know, I've had... Um, tense moments with some of my favorite directors, but, uh, but I, I got to come back and, uh, and, and kind of repay them for my, if I was, if I was causing them a pain in the ass, I, I got to have closure. Right. 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 I mean, I, you know, you can have a tense moment when you're not quite clear what you're supposed to be doing, right. but, um, but you try not to. <clears throat> what do you expect from a director? That was one of my questions too. Like you as an actor and a professional actor. <clears throat> okay. I expect him to tell me, I expect him to uh, completely uh, uh, tell me what he wants. Uh, I'm fine with uh, any, uh, you know, I'm fine with, you know, I, I've been known to go like, well, why don't you just give me a line reading? Right. And uh, because it's not going to be him that says it, it's going to be me that says it. Right. And so, in other words, clear with that at all. Yeah, I still have you. I think I still have you. You hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're back, right? Yeah, and we're back, folks. <laughs> yeah, line readings too. Like, can you hear it's me? Funny. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
Well, I can. I have you. Can you hear me? Okay. You can hear me, right? Well, from what I understand, there's a lot of actors that like. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, and you're back. No, I hear you now, though. Okay. All right. Yeah, I heard that line readings were not like a, a thing that actors really wanted. So it's it's refreshing to hear you say that, you know, whatever it takes to get the, the scene going. Well, I don't want to get in anybody else's face, uh, other actors' face, but, you know, I came way late. And yeah. I had to hurry to catch up with, you know, some of the techniques and everything. So the more help I could get, the better. And when I started on that movie with Alan Parker, he came over and sort of choreographed everything I did. And that, and, and I learned how to take that order. So in other words, that was a great bonus for me. I mean, I've basically <laughs> learned how to act from uh, being there. And uh, I, I've had to ask questions. Yeah. Because that was also then, a, another question I had for you. If you ever studied a certain technique or a certain style of acting, or I guess you just answered it. You just said on, on the, on the job training, basically. Right. Well, I copy, I plagiarize everybody. I plagiarize uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'll plagiarize Montgomery Cliff. I plagiarize because, uh, there that, that's all i knew how to do and um uh what about what about robert what about robert england when you were in the the vagrant like as uh basically that was, as, uh, bill paxton. that was bill paxton yeah but i mean like did you ever when you're saying plagiarize you just mean borrowing certain things from uh yeah, other yeah, actors. yeah, yeah. did you ever take any did you ever take anything from uh, Robert England, Freddy Krueger, uh, for when you? Oh, played Robert him? England. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, inadvertently, because he's because he said the same. He says the same things. Like when he was playing Freddy, he would take like he would take take like Klaus Kinski and uh, even um, the famous gangster. Um, you know, hey, you dirty rat. I'm trying to remember his name, but he would take certain things to create this character. So that's uh, why uh, Jimmy I asked. Yeah. Jimmy Cagney. Yeah. Like the, the gangster swagger. And like the, and Robert even took like the, um, the old uh, Western, like with the glove and everything. Well, like in The Vagrant, I certainly, uh, you know, I have been familiar with Freddy Krueger. So I would certainly have, um, overlapped a little bit with that it was a different character but i yeah, oh, yeah definitely i've got great respect for robert england's acting anyway me too yeah he was a shakespearean actor even before like freddie even yeah. before playing like the best friend and everything and i kind of learned uh acting st st stuff from uh just being a fan of his over the years and of yourself so i i always like to hear if like some of my favorite actors kind of like paid tribute or borrowed from each other. So I, I love the fact that you're like, yeah, you, some of Roberts in, in there too. And, and was there ever a plan to do the vagrant too, when Bill Paxton was still with us? Well, I mean, the vagrant didn't really do very well, you know? So, I mean, it's an inside joke actually. Uh, <laughs> I have a fantasy. If I not, uh, didn't I discuss this? I have a fantasy about doing it 
with Bill Paxton's son. His son. Yeah. And my fantasy is that I would be, I'm not going to go sitting around and get nine hours of rubber glued on or anything. That's, that's gone. <laughs> but yeah. I would be a hologram. Yeah. And when there'd be, I, I want, I actually wanted, I don't mind saying this, I guess I, I wanted Charlie Sheen to be the, the new vagrant. He but could do that. I would yeah. have to see that happen. And yeah, I got, really. the, I got, I got everybody to, uh, you know, that are around all that. Uh, uh, but you know, that's, that's a long way off. Yeah. How was, uh, Mr. Paxton, like as a person, like, were you friends with him or, well, I mean, he, you know, he was one of my, for a while there, he was one of my best, best friends in, in, in the business. And we were very close for a while. And then, um, you know, he went his way and I went mine, but, um, he was a wonderful guy. He's a very well loved guy. Everybody loved him. Yeah, that's Charming what I've heard. Guy. That's what I've heard. Man, very sad that he's he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Young he man. actually he directed a movie too, and uh, he he came to North Attleboro, Massachusetts, to have the premiere of all places, not Hollywood or New York. He came to North Attleboro, Massachusetts, where no that's one what knows. Traveler was traveler. I think that's the movie. Yeah, he had the premiere. Yeah, I there. saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. Do you get Do you get asked a lot about things to do in Denver when you're dead? Because I am a I'm a fan of that movie, and I don't hear too many people talk well, about. Well, I get asked about it because I mean, look at the cast that was in there and all that. But I really I had a big scene in there that was uh, that was cut out. Uh, walking down the street with Andy that ended up in the fight, I think, but uh, that end uh, that uh, uh, with Andy and uh, you had a lot of scenes with Christopher Walken. Yeah. Well, all that was God with that was fun. I was going to ask you, what was he like? Oh my God. He, he, he's a fun guy to work with. You know, he, he uh, everybody goes on about, you know, the mystique of Christopher Walken, but, it's just great to you know to sit there in a scene with him and and yeah. and, and be yeah and be around. That's that's great fun just to be there with him. You always hear about the quirkiness and everything, but he's just a regular guy when it comes down to it, right? Well, I mean, of course he's quirky, but uh, the actors are quirky, and, and you know, it's just he's he's got presence, you know, and uh, he he's the boss in the scene, and so. That's fine. He's the boss, period, you know? Right, yeah. And that was with Miramax, too. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, when you look back on Miramax and the Weinsteins and everything, were they, like, on the set a lot or at all that you could No, remember? they never were around, but they had their own. They had, the, you know, they got people. Right. That are pretty close watching everything, yeah. 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 I mean, I never... Another uh, you never had to deal I didn't with him. See him very much. I I actually met Harvey Weinstein once, and that was very very weird. Not really. No, I mean I you know, hi, Mister Weinstein, and I I don't yeah. do that. I move on. I mean, <laughs> right. I sit right. in the back. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I've you... run into him at Shindig. You know, my wife was nominated. Yeah. Now. 
certain when I was asking you about directors and what you expect from them, some some directors are you still there? Oh, there we are. Yeah, some directors you actually become really good friends yeah. with, like like um, Warren Beatty on Dick Tracy, right? Yes, I did. Now, do you still get to talk to Mr. Beatty? Well, it's kind of known. I mean, I, you know, I hung out with him for a while and uh, during the making of the movie and everything. And my wife did the costumes for that movie. So uh, yeah. we were around a lot. And uh, he's uh, one of the most important people in my movie life. Uh, so I feel, um, I feel very beholden to to him and and uh, now what, like what, what do you what do you mean what do you mean by uh, he's one of the most important figures just because uh, okay so you come yeah. to town and that's easy so you come to town and you've just been uh, asked to do a little movie and uh, he's talking to your wife about doing the costumes for his next, for Dick Tracy. And then he starts to uh, be a friend. And so you're this rookie, right? Who has access to call him up on the phone and say, hey man, what do I do now? And I mean, give me a break. That That's that's rarefied air, you know, back, you know, in those days, that's like, yeah. I mean, you may as well call Mick Jagger, you know? <laughs> and uh, just having him be a friend in my life uh, is a very confidence-building thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was just nice. Plus, he's one of the funniest people on earth, and, you know, riding shotgun with him was a big honor, that's all. You guys had a lot of fun together? Well, I mean, I... Um, uh, uh, we went out and had a lot of dinners and stuff, and... Uh, uh, I mean, it was just fun to be with him. Period. You there? Uh -oh. Yeah. Now you're. Yeah. Uh, now your screen is weird. <laughs> Are you still there? I can still. Wait, hear man, you. I'm waiting for you. Hi. You still here? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you hear ladies me? and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Okay. The wonders of technology in 2024. I don't know whether that's my mine. I think that's just the. I think that's the system. I don't know what's going on anyway. Now we can hear you though, and I'm I'm appreciating the hell out of this. By the way, <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm trying to be <laughs> as forthright as I can. Well, <clears throat> what? <laughs> I feel like Chris Farley almost like, you remember that time when you were in that thing? That was awesome. You know, I feel like, I'm <laughs> so I apologize. I've had, I've had, I've had that conversation with Chris Farley. Really? You even had that? Okay. Yeah. On Airheads, right? Had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually bullied him on, on Airheads wrongly. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it was all, everybody was in everybody else's face and every, cause it was funny. Yeah. So there were. So he used to go sit in the uh, in the makeup trailer, and I usually, you know, I go to the makeup trailer, and everybody, you know, I get a lot of 
help and attention and everything. And then they were, I hope you can hear me. And then, yeah, he, yeah. And then I'd go say, why are you, you know, he would, he would steal all my thunder. <laughs> and so, you know, anyway, I, uh, he, with reason, he was, a, he's a, immensely, was an immensely talented, yeah. uh, charming addition to our business. He was about to play uh, Fatty Arbuckle in a in a biopic too, when he passed away. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he would have went far, like with the dramatic stuff too. I really do. He was just an extreme. Yeah. I hope you're still there. <laughs> I'm still here. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm hanging in there. Oh, I think we lost him. Oh, man. He's one of the greats, folks. Mr. Marshall Bell. I hope I hope we can get him back. I hope. Well, yeah, he was uh, in the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was in... Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he had this prosthetic alien coming out of his stomach. Um, he was on an episode of The X-Files, which I was just about to ask him about. There you go. Oh, was that, could you hear me any of that time? No, you dropped You dropped out for about 30 seconds. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> well, I, I, I had to re-enter. Yeah, I had to bring you back in. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no, I apologize for for all the technical. Well, Chris Farley was a, a, another. Uh, I mean, I've been very, very lucky. I've gotten to work with some of the nicest, best people ever. Harold Ramis, come on. Oh, Harold Ramis, yeah, and uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I wanted to do Groundhog Day, and I got was working with Harold Ramis on Airheads. I said, "What happened?" And he looks at me. He says, "You didn't get it." <laughs> oh, really? He's a new director, you know. And I went, I, I, I kind of know that. Now I'm on the SWAT team, though. So get, you know, it was very really fun. We had a lot of fun. And you had, uh, yeah, you got to work with Ernie Hudson too. And he, he's a well, he that was great. that was who I worked with the whole time. Yeah, that was a big, big deal. And then, um, your line. By the way, your line with Michael Richards about your about you being divorced. Well, there, are you being molested in any way? That was one of my favorites ever. Yeah. Was that an ad lib line or was that? No, it was written, but okay. they, they wanted me to do it a certain way. And then I did it uh, the way I wanted to do it. And then they went, okay, yeah, you're right. That's how to do it. Yeah. Are you being molested? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get to meet him? I mean, you weren't in the same scene with it. Well, you were, but you weren't. Well, uh, yeah, I met him. Yeah, he was around. Uh, I met him. You know, we went through a screen read through and everything. And yeah, I, I met him. Wow. I mean, so all so all the act. Yeah, I should realize this, but yeah, you you had to. Buscemi, had I've worked with a lot of times. Uh, who was that? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi was in Things to Do in Denver when you're dead as the assassin. That's right. Yeah, and a thing called Art School Confidential that I did for the uh, uh, Malkovich people. Yeah. Yeah, that was in like 2005, I think, Art School Confidential. Yeah, no, yeah. that was a great one, too. And I wanted to ask you, um, what was it like on the set of The X-Files? 
you know, uh, <laughs> it, it was a TV series. So uh, there's just, when you're shooting a TV series, there's certain limits to where you can go outside the, you know, right. outside the tent. You gotta, you gotta stay into a certain groove, you know, just to do the TV. So right. from that standpoint, it was like, uh, like a normal TV series, except that, uh, the words and the writing and everything that were good. And then you, and then you're, you know, you're working with Jillian and with Duchovny. And so that's a, you know, that's, that was, you know, again, I mean, I'm really lucky. I got to work with interesting people, even in the TV, but you know, yeah. Interesting people. I've just been very lucky. Yeah. That's with like Chris Carter and then breaking bads, Vince Gilligan, like right then in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. 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 I did a millennium for Chris Carter. Oh, with Lance he, Hendrickson. Yeah. That, that kept me from being in a pilot for David Goyer. Oh, okay. And, and uh, we were picked and then all of a sudden along came Chris Carter and then we didn't get picked. Oh, I'm sorry. We shot that. the pilot, but we didn't get picked up. What was what was that project called? Well, I see you. Okay. Yeah, I can still hear you. I hope you can hear me. There didn't seem to be much I can do about it at my end to stop this from happening. I don't know what's... Sorry. No, this is fine. No, I can still hear you, and I'm pretty sure everyone else can see and uh -oh. hear you. Yeah, you're, you're frozen. So Still? what should I do? Should I just go ahead and say? <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're there now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. When I see myself there, should I just start babbling? No, we can hear you. No, I, I love it. No, it's great. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, this is great. Um, I uh, well, well, while we still have you, I was going to ask. I don't know if this is too personal, but. For for anyone out there that might be, I know we talked a little bit about it last time, and especially when Chris Farley came up and everything, but that like substance abuse and 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 things like that, like over the years, do you have any do you have any kind of advice for anyone that might be struggling right now? Absolutely. Uh, if you're, you mean when they're coming up here, don't party. I mean, even don't party. I mean, uh, wait till you get the big part. Then, you know, you can afford doctors and rehabs and all that stuff. But don't right. think you're good. But don't think you're going to. In fact, I would. I'm sober 37 years, by the way, everybody. Hi. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I have a certain view of that, although I'm not a preacher. But as far as, uh, I, I, you know, I've been in classes at my former university and everything. They say, well, what would you say? Don't party. And, and I mean, actually don't. I mean, stick yeah. to your business, learn your lines, get your role. Then you get on the series and then all of a sudden you'll be hiring assistants and all that kind of stuff. I'm out of here. I don't have any of that myself. But man, uh, if you want to do this, you know, and you think that, uh, uh, that getting loaded with somebody is going to be a bit, you know, maybe it, you know, maybe you just get loaded once with somebody and that works, but by and large, bad idea. And, yeah. Uh, 
I don't want you to not have a good time. I want you to have a good time and all that stuff. And I wish cigarettes weren't so bad for you even, but they are. And, uh, I know. So, so, uh, yeah, how are you getting high? You, you personally though, how are you able to find, if you have been able to find like an inner, inner peace, I don't even mean the acting side of things or entertainment. I just mean as a human being, how were you able to get any kind of peace? Well, I mean, I have a, I have a monstrously talented wife. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, so the fact that she's in my life, she's calling right now. Let, can may I answer this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Amorim, yeah, I'm on this. I'm on the interview right now. Look, look, see, Mari. Hey, how are you? <laughs> see, Amorim, Mia? Are you coming down or not? Well, I mean, how long do I have? How how, how long am I on here, more? Well, we could go another ten minutes, but I don't want to keep I'll you. Be, from here. I'll be there another ten. I'll be here another ten minutes, Milena. Okay, I'll be down. I'll be down. Bye. They're at a restaurant downstairs. So, all right, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. But there's this person in my life that I've had for many, many years who, who was. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can hear you. I can see you. Yep. I hope you can see me. <laughs> there you are. Okay. Yeah. And you know, having her in my life was a good thing. And I've just had, I've had so many good friends that have looked after me. I mean, I'm a lucky, lucky, uh, uh, you can hear me. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're very lucky. <laughs> Well, I'm very lucky because I've had a lot of really great friends who have looked after me, and uh, you know, you know, I've I've had a good. Uh, 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 the inner peace came from having hung out with the right people. Yeah, good people in your life. Yes, really good people. Were you? Did you ever chase? Maybe this is really too personal, but did you? No, ever no, no, chase, no. Go ahead. Did you ever chase anyone that was really important away? Out of your life? That's an interesting question, actually. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, I've gotten in trouble with somebody who was really important because uh, my wife, uh, this was a producer that I really liked a lot. And I'm very, I'm not going to tell her your name, but very right. successful. And, uh, you know, we were sitting at dinner one night and uh, it so happened that my wife was going over to work on a movie that was being directed by Roman Polanski. Right. That was wow. that. Yeah. She just wow. didn't want to know. That was that. Boy, never heard from her again after that. Because some people just don't really, you know, they don't, it's not a matter of forgiving them or anything. They just, they just don't dig that subject. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, anyway, uh, I just, uh, are you working on anything currently that, uh, well, I did two movies this year. I did a movie with Malcolm McDowell, which is full cycle. 
um, my wife having worked with him on Clockwork Orange, I yeah. did a little Western with him. And then I did a movie where I played Jessica Chastain's father. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they, have they both been released? Oh, no, no. They're neither one of them have. This oh, is the okay. good news. You can always have hopes. And then right. there's a, there is one that's out there running around probably to me someplace called Blackout that I did for Larry Fessenden, uh, which yeah. is about, which is, I think, seeable now somewhere. And it's about a werewolf with Bill Hurt's <laughs> uh, son. And uh, I'm very pleased with it. It was an amazing experience to work with these guerrilla filmmakers, really. Mm. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm actually working on a werewolf horror, low budget horror thing too. And I was going to say, I got a great part for you if you're interested someday. Not that I'm anybody, anybody known or anything, but. Well, I mean, I am. Uh, I got um, uh, uh, this thing was uh, uh, just make sure you get really good crew around you. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. 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 Just well, people I, who are really good. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope we can do this again. Like, uh, soon. let me ask you something. You know, it says something like you uh, you were uh, are you the guy? You know that they interview about conspiracies and things like that. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> I uh, kind of got. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to. <laughs> how am I doing? <laughs> no, you're. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, uh, basically I kind of got pigeonholed by, by, you know, my, my own doing, um, because I've been, I've done research into some pretty dark subjects over the years and actually for, uh, certain authors, a guy named Donald Jeffries, and we don't agree on every single thing, but I've done, I dip my toe into that, but I, I try to like with the shows that I do, I try to mix it up between the two worlds, the, uh, the true crime or the corruption uh, government type stuff. And I try not to mix it with like the entertainment side, like, cause that's my first love is, you know, uh, writing screenplays and trying to be a character actor myself. Um, you know, being the goofy, the goofy best friend or like the stone cold killer, you know, things like that. But the conspiracy stuff, I'm trying to kind of phase out of, uh, my life basically. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I, uh, I'm a skeptic. Uh, I'm a, a, a yeah. total skeptic, but I, but it sure does interest me. That's why I'm just, I'm giving you a shout out because it interests me. Yeah. So. And I don't buy, I don't believe every single thing too, that I come across for some reason I'm able, and I'm not a computer guy really at all, but for some reason I'm able to find certain things that seem to be censored or taken off the internet. I'm able to go back and find the stuff that we're not supposed to see supposedly. So it, it's kind of interested me, like how certain events throughout history might not be exactly what has been reported. Right. But if I like, if I have questions on that stuff, do I have permission to give you a shout out and say, "Hey, what's this all about?" Oh, a hundred percent. I hope you would. Yeah, I just I, I don't want to use you as a resource. Now I'm going to tell you, you and I probably don't. Like I said, I'm a skeptic. I'll go like there were three bullets in the fucking. <laughs> Texas yeah. book repository lying there and there was a fucking Manlicker Carcano and he was a maniac who wanted attention and all that. And, and I, uh, you know, uh, I'm well, hardcore. Can I, can I, uh, can I just counter that one thing before we go here? Yeah. 
the thing that I always wondered about is why is there a bullet hole in the windshield of the, of the limo from the front? And why was the gun that they found originally in the sniper's nest a German Mauser? They, no one's ever been able to answer that. That's why I'm always, those are the things that. Well, no, here's what bothers me. And then I got to go be with my wife. Right, 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 right. Right. What bothers me is how does a guy get to go say, I want to be a Russian. And then all of a sudden say, ah, I'm sick of this. I'm coming home. I don't buy that during the cold war. That's hard exactly. for me. Me too. Yeah. Just bar barely over Stalin here. I know. Uh, but by the way, I don't buy Ayn Rand either. I oh, think yeah. she's a fucking commie agent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. She, she. No, uh, I know. How do you just say, "Hey, Joe, hey, it's nineteen, you know, the middle of the common turn, and I think I'm going to go to Hollywood and write scripts." Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go write scripts that stir up America and gets everybody yeah. destabilized and hating each other. Right. And that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, that's why. That's why I so stay. See, I'm, like, I'm there a little bit. <laughs> See, I stay new. I stay neutral with any of that. I don't like either side. So I'm, I, I'm like George Carlin. No, I don't know. I don't either. But I'm, but I, yeah. but I like to call bullshit. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was a. I thought it was the Manlicker that got. Uh, uh, anyway, this is. The, I'm going to go. No, no, you're ear. right. You're right. Officially, that is the gun that Oswald had, but a German Mauser was what the the police found up there first, and then it changed into the Manlicker Carcano. That's those are the things that get you know, he, bullshit. Here's where I was there the whole time. Bullshit yeah. on him going to get us out of Vietnam. Bullshit. Exactly. And that Johnson yeah. bullshit. So yeah. there's that. He was anyway, in charge of the whole CIA himself. He fired all of them. Oh, Kennedy. Yeah. With the right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's he a had a guy named McCone yeah. there who was a yes man. And then yeah. uh, all this business about Henry Cabot. Fuck, they both went to prep school together. Uh, so they ran against each other in the Senate. That's the Northeastern establishment, man. Let's not go down any of that route about, oh, uh, Henry Cabot Lodge hated him because, no, he was over there murdering GM for him. Right. Anyway. Don't get me stuck. Well, I, I was going to say one one last thing. I promise you, one last thing. Okay. Do you know anything about John Jr.'s plane crash? No. All right. No. Another I day. Really I didn't. I, you know, I was in Newport for a while and everything. Uh oh, I didn't do that on purpose. I, no, I, no I, I really, honestly don't. I wish. I, you know, I heard he was a really not another. I'd have loved to have known him. I hear he was a sweetheart, and. Uh, Okay. Well, there were, no. there were there were witnesses that saw an explosion in the sky over Martha's Vineyard, and I talked to uh, the guy, the last guy to ever be uh, in the air traffic control tower, talking to John Jr. And that's the type of stuff that I go into that no one really talks about, like the other deaths of the Kennedys and things like that. And I'm not like a Kennedy well, I'm going to check in with you now. You're in my you're in my life now. <laughs> that's great. So, that's uh, great. I'm going to be. <laughs> And I, I may come up with something, but don't get pissed off because I might go, ah, that's bullshit. But, you know, I don't have any, I'm not going to. I hope, I hope you would. I hope you'd be honest. I want you to come back. Yeah, no, I would. I don't get angry. Good night. No, I don't get angry. Good night. I don't either. I really don't. I mean, I got two people either. in my life.
I know. Oh, there you don't get me, don't, don't get me started with that. Yet. Dude, no, yeah. no, 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 dude. It, and by the way, these yeah. are thousands of followers and everything. Anyway, we can talk about this later. <laughs> Let me go that, be with my have, lady. Have a great, have a great dinner or lunch or whatever it is right there. And we'll talk soon. I appreciate this. You're a good guy. Take care. You are you're a better one. <laughs> take care. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. That was Marshall Bell, everybody. He's he's pretty awesome. Until we uh until we meet again, or until you hear me speak again or see me or whatever. And that's it. End of transmission.